You know what I find really annoying? What? People. <laughs> podcast about being a woman today. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the mad. This is Christine and Maria. are you doing friend how are you doing i'm fine i'm great never been better pregnant thriving in the process loving every second you do no not really when you're pregnant you become this hormonal emotional wreck <laughs> it's kind of a new thing for me because normally i'm quite calm and collected when i'm pregnant i become like emotional i start crying really easily i get really impatient get mad i have no no time for bullshit you know i like no, I don't have time for this. Get to the point. How is that for you then that you feel so different being in your own skin? I have to tell you, it's a little bit liberating because I feel I have a kind of an excuse as well. Yeah. So sometimes I might be taking advantage. <laughs> How? No, I, I don't think I do. Actually, I don't have to because I just get more, more sensitive and I also get more easily frustrated over things that really doesn't matter. Like I was trying to make a list of things that annoyed me because so many things annoys me and <laughs> I think about it in retrospect like now I can think about my last pregnancy because I have another child he's two so I've been pregnant once before and now that I look back at that pregnancy I can remember being so annoyed at the uber drivers because I was ordering ubers to go everywhere I couldn't walk like I think this was towards the end the very end of the pregnancy you know when you're really heavy and when I was shopping for groceries or whatever if it was raining a little bit I felt like I just couldn't walk home I had to order an Uber mm -hmm. and then I was always trying to coordinate you know when you see the Uber on your app and you see it coming closer and, and you're like oh he's there okay that's not gonna work okay so I have to cross the street now so make it easier for him I was like doing these things you know to make it easier for him to see me Mm. and then it didn't work you know these things never work you should never do this just when you order and even just stand still that's always the best but hey you're just being too compliant i mean even when you're you're pregnant that's you know no you know you order a service then they have to show up and pick you up yes and that's when that didn't happen like when they were just driving in the wrong places and i was trying to kind of find them and wave and those were the times where i really felt <laughs> you know I started crying. I yeah. I started crying and I called them on the phone. I was crying to them. I think my Uber rating is really, really bad. <laughs> so we got to mention that this was obviously in the middle of London, right? Yes, true. Because I'm smarter now about Uber. You have to be smart. If you're in a really busy street, mm. like a high street, it's not a good idea. You have to go in the side street, more quiet side street. Otherwise, it's impossible for them to stop. So yeah, London is busy. I mean, I love living here. Uh, I really do. The only thing I think is a little bit different from Norway, where we're from originally and where you live now, is the distances. Like when you go out to do something, if you go out for lunch, for dinner, for a meeting, whatever, you have to prepare to be stuck in traffic possibly or spend yeah. time getting from A to B. In Norway, you can probably take like a electric.
electric bicycle or you know just walk you might have traffic in oslo you know but they're really trying to uh, evacuate all cars private cars from the center but everywhere else like here in buda there is definitely no travel time whatsoever you know it's just the time that you drive we have rush hour here like around four o'clock in the afternoon when everyone's going home or picking up their children from school but that's like rush hour rush minutes you know usually it takes about three and a half minutes to drive and then what can happen in this rush hour which is basically five minutes is that you're stuck just for those minutes and that's it so basically no travel time no traffic say a little bit more about buddha almost like buddha but it's called Buddha. People uh, fly in, people from from abroad, they fly into Buddha and they're like, what the heck is this place? It looks like a place from Lord of the Rings. It's like there's a glacier when you fly in. There's like this insane uh, beaches everywhere. Flying in is really beautiful. Oh my God. And then there's this city and, I, <laughs> and when they come here, they're like, where do people live from here? Like, and I mean, back in the days, uh, you know, it was fish, of course. But now there's, you know, all sorts of things that you need in a in a regional capital, which it is. So it's a city of uh, huge growth. I think actually it's the one city in Norway that is has the biggest uh, growth rate uh, currently, and more to come because, well, basically we are the the capital of the north. A lot of potential. I'm not going to go all political. But I know that you have an exciting project because I grew up there too. We grew up together. I lived right by the airport and so did you. I mean, we could hear the planes. They were so loud. If we were sitting in the classroom and the plane came, the teacher just had to make a little pause. That's how loud they were. Like the first time I came to Buddha, I was two years old. And my parents told me when the plane first came, I, I just went straight down to the ground flat. Because I was like, what is this? They're moving it. They're moving it. And that's that's a big, exciting project. Because then they're going to get like a a lot of free space. So what's a little bit weird with Buda is that the city center is on a peninsula. And the airport is actually, you know, on the very tip of that peninsula. And this is also the reason why during the Second World War, Buda was bombed completely, you know, together. Because... Um, or to the ground because uh, you know we had this this airfield and uh, now finally they're going to move it. But we do have so the airplanes are in particular the F-16s and you know all this. There's like a NATO base here, you know. So, uh, but that's another story. But they they moved it, didn't they? Move it. Yeah, but there's let's just say there is quite some activity. Mm. But uh, like I said, I'm not going to go all political about it. But what's exciting is that they are moving their airfield a little bit more to the to the ocean and freeing a lot of space there uh, to develop the city center, which is extremely cool. And basically what is with Buda is that it's so tremendously exotic. You know, we have the northern lights here early on from I mean, we can probably see it now already in the in the nights. Um, and in the summer, we have midnight sun. We have crazy storms. We have beautiful hot weather in the summer. It's very dry here. The winters are, even though they are crazy, they are dry. Um, so it's quite spectacular. We have clean air, clean water, a lot of space, a <laughs> lot of nature. And it's really a, a, a cradle of wealth, you know, or abundance in that sense, you know, for, for from what a lot of people, I think, in, in the bigger cities on the continent, uh, crave and long for. Do they pay you or does it just sound like?
actually okay so i'm going to tell you something because yesterday my book came out congratulations thank you what is it called <laughs> the book is called inner spark my book is inspired by the nature here so my inspiration for writing the book uh and each chapter starting with um a piece of text sort of describing the the nature the experience of being in the nature here because i do find that very inspiring and i am proud you know of being from buddha uh, even though it's very crazy and far away from everything but it is beautiful and stunning here and it holds a lot of potential so that's what we have it's the x factor buddha has it good for you and buddha <laughs> Yay, yes. Buddha. Buddha, yes. Buddha, Buddha, Buddha. <laughs> uh, I haven't lived there for since I was Rus, which is a Norwegian phenomenon we have in Norway when you go out of high school when you're 18, the last three, two, three weeks, you have this process where you drink a lot of alcohol. It's very strange that they make it before the exams. I don't know if they yeah. changed this now, but I couldn't partake in all of the parties because I was doing the dancing school so yeah. i had to do a lot of dance classes and you can't really come to those hangover it was fun i, I remember the feeling putting on the suit you put on this red suit and you just like feel cargo suit. yeah it's like a cargo suit you just feel like you're part of a special thing i was that was the coolest thing about it i think this the suit yeah. going around the suit being it is yeah that's when i moved and that's i mean that's 20 years ago that's oh god no Oh, yeah, that's 19 years ago. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. We're getting old. Uh, no. What? <laughs> but uh, that's okay because we've we come so far. A little bit about you. You are a psychologist and you also ha have uh, a lot to do with yoga and you host different seminars and retreats and now you have the Inner Peace Conference every year. So you're very yeah. much about inner peace and mindfulness. Yeah. Peace of mind. Absolutely. So that's also kind of, you know, an inspiration from growing up here in the nature where, you know, I found in any case that, you know, I spent so much time in nature that this... Um, spontaneous meditation state was very much present in me in any case i remember when we were small your father refused to let us in like we we went out in the garden to play like that was voluntarily we went out but when we got, wanted to come in again he was like no you're not done you have to stay out longer <laughs> it's probably it's probably very healthy I think so, you know, I for, when I think about my childhood, I think about being outside, but in a good sense, just have this contact with nature. And My, my parents divorced when I was around eight, but that was something, or that is something that they have in common, that they have always had in common, that they both love being in nature. Like my, mo my mom is always loving going for hikes and she's like more of the cozy hike type. Yeah. She, she loves going on hikes, like every day but she she will go like a maybe a little bit more slow paced have nice lunches my dad is more hardcore hiker and he'll go also go out fishing he was just here visiting us and he introduced we went to a spanish party and he introduced himself as a fisherman so <laughs> the spanish girl that i know that she was like oh so your dad's a fisher i'm like not really 
He's a writer and a journalist, but uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he likes to identify. Trying out different <laughs> identities. Yeah. It's cool, your dad, you know, and you're right, he's hardcore. But, uh, you know, th this thing with, I think it's a very Norwegian thing to spend time outside in nature. And yeah, so I think this this presence or proximity to nature inspired me to do what I'm doing. I'm a psychologist, indeed. I have a private practice online and also here in Buda. And we have the biggest yoga school in Europe uh, based in uh, the Netherlands, Delight Yoga. Is it we the biggest yoga school in Europe? Mm. Wow. Yeah, here in Buda, we started the Arctic Yoga Conference with a lot of emphasis on uh, research and healthcare, how yoga mindfulness uh, is in, applied in regard to healthcare. We had that for nine years, and then we have the yeah, and then we have the Inner Peace Conference in Amsterdam now going on for the fourth year, huge event. And you have two kids and a husband, two boys and a husband. So you're surrounded by two little men and one big man. Sometimes I like to call them, or it helps me if I look at them as one big bear and two small bear cubs, because, you know, there's something living in this testosterone environment. <laughs> they are just, you know. But it's nice because then you can really be the princess in the family. <laughs> I wish. So lovely. I like that image. I'm going to bring that home for sure. I'm going to have a girl. Yay! So it's going to be a little girl. And that's scary. I think it's very scary. But also nice, of course. Why do you think it's scary? Girls are so much harder. I think boys are easier in a way to work with or raise, or especially when they get up in the teenagers. But how on earth would you know? You're not there yet. I have some friends with girls that are in that age, and it's not easy. I feel like the boys in that age, when they start going into the puberty, they, they kind of go a little bit shy and they don't know what to do they kind of tend to stay in their safe zone and a lot of them spend a lot of time in front of the computer of course some act out but i feel like girls they can just do anything they want in that age are you kind of referring to yourself now <laughs> something you want to share now or no i feel like i wasn't i mean i just know that when you're in that age i remember the boys in our class they were quite innocent Yeah, I guess until a certain point. Yeah. Puberty kind of has earlier onset for, for the girls. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, but of course, I'm not going to worry about that now. That's like 13 years no. from now. So that's ridiculous. I think when they're small, it's probably easier that there's a girl and a boy. Because I think my son now, he's probably going to be sweeter to a little girl than he would have been to a little boy. Yeah. If it was a little brother, he would probably like try to beat them or, you know, and they would compete about everything. Like my sons, they're, they're almost three years apart and they play very nicely together. Though, uh, when the youngest one kind of started to find his strength, suddenly they will go like attacking each other. And now, literally, they are having these kind of wrestle sessions. You know, I keep going like, stop it, stop it. Come on, you guys, stop it. You're going to hurt each other. And they don't listen and they're like okay i'm just gonna go out of here and i'll talk to you later if one of them always has the upper hand mm -hmm. then it's not good like if you can tell that one of them is always picking on the other and and one of them all in this is the same one who always wins then you should intervene and then you should separate them a little bit try to maybe spend some time with just one of them because that's not healthy If it goes back and forth then it's just really healthy because that's how they develop yeah it's a beautiful way where they develop re relational skills actually you know and of course i can get really upset with them like what the heck do they have to 
hurt each other. But in the end, it's like, you know, it never goes that far. And it's more like, you know, they're testing, of course, their strength currently, but they're also testing boundaries and how they also make up again and say they're sorry. And all of these is like so essential relationship, uh, relational skills um, that is part of their development indeed. So and that's how we grew up. I mean, we developed a lot through fighting, me and you, and we were small. We were just six years old when we got to know each other. And we we did a lot of, not fighting, like physically, but we did a lot of discussing, put it like this. And we'd like discuss everything back and forth. And we were like, never agree. No, just discuss. Let's discuss this. It was very interesting indeed. I think I must have been extremely annoying. And I'm probably still very annoying. I think I must have been really annoying. But it was fun, you know, it was very stimulating. That's what I remember. I mean, we were together all the time and we would uh, discuss and quarrel or, you know, anything. Yeah, it's like a marriage. Yeah. Right, right, right. We're going on a vacation soon. Have they been to Ibiza before? No. And they were like, oh my God, are we going to pizza? You know, they were mostly interested in if there was a pool there. Yeah. I just, you know, we were at a wedding together recently and that was a lovely wedding, by the way. It was so, she was beautiful. And uh, the day before the wedding, we went out to dinner with two of our friends, Renata and Maria. And they told me these, and they are both doctors, and they have been on vacation together. And they just told me these horror stories about these kids falling in the pool. And they had to, they found one of the kids, like, already in the middle of the pool. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and then they had to kind of, you know, jump in and take it up. And, and then she was just monitoring the kid all the way home at the plane. He was just sleeping. Uh, it can be dangerous after they they go underwater, because then they can have this, like, silent drowning thing yeah oh it's so it's so scary but yeah this is not something you should think about and in any case there's a fence around the pool where we're gonna be (laughs) we're gonna keep an eye on the children and it's true this is a total nightmare vision for any parent you know so that's not gonna happen so how far along are you when we go to Ibiza I'll be halfway wow that's good because that's one thing that I'm noticing about this pregnancy compared to the last one. This goes so much quicker. Yeah. The last time I was like checking every day on the app, like, how big is it now? Oh, it has fingernails. Ooh, it has tiny little hair coming out. And, you know, all these things, we were like looking at the videos together. And, and my husband was always asking about it like a thousand times a day. Now it's like, how many weeks are you again? How's it going with the book? Are you busy? Well, yeah, it's busy in the sense of, you know, now moving into a lot of uh, interviews and talks and basically promoting the book. And it's also very exciting because, you know, it's on the table of several publishers, uh, both in Scandinavia and in uh, England and in the U.S. We're hoping to get a date for the English uh, edition somewhere, you know, in the next few months. Okay, so you Dutch people can check it out already. It's called Inner Spark. I will talk to you very, very soon. Very, very soon. Till next time. Bye.